With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon and welcome to today's Success Coaching Radio. My name is Eric Reed and I am your host, your success coach, and I like to sometimes think of us as friends. And so if this is your first time joining me on Success Coaching Radio, welcome. It's so great to have you along and to all of you who have reached out to me over the holidays, I really do appreciate it. It's been great connecting with you and hearing of your, your goals and aspirations for the coming year. I can't wait to see the progress and any way that I can be of service to you and achieving that. Please let me know. That is my purpose and passion. I love seeing people achieve more in their life. And that's really why I began this podcast and the Success Coaching Live that we do every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. on Facebook is also another avenue of that, of me being able to give to you the tools that I've developed and used with coaching clients and frankly, my coaches have used with me over the years to help me build my success. So that's why we are gathered again for this episode of Success Coaching Radio. So let's dive in and get started. You know, I talked about this being, you know, 10, 11, 12, I don't know, we'll see how far it goes, rules to keep you motivated. Now, it's funny because we all have rules in life. My mother was the queen of rules. She had a rule for everything, and if she didn't have a rule for it, you can pretty much guess she had a rule for why there was no rule. So I sort of had to chuckle, and I thought, well, why not develop life rules to help me stay motivated, stay excited, stay engaged in life? Because the truth is, life is about 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. And if you develop these rules or use these principles to keep you engaged and keep you motivated, guess what? You're going to be reacting at a much higher level than the people around you, and you're going to live a life of abundance and prosperity. So like I said, we've all got rules, and today let's talk about a couple little rules to help keep you motivated. So take a moment, settle in, get your notebooks out, and let's start today's lesson. So the first rule is, as I had started with, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Now, this advice goes like across the board. The fact that when you decide how you're going to react to something, you determine your destiny. I meet so many people who react. And when I say react, I mean they put no thought, no conscious uh, intention on what they're going to do. They just respond. And often that first response that we sometimes produce is a result of fear, doubt, insecurity. You know, they say that a bully can only bully you if they're tagging on something that's already within you. Often when we respond to life without thought, without intentionality, without planning, it's because we're reacting out of fear, out of doubt, out of insecurity, out of some kind of pain. 
So if we can learn the principle that 90% of what happens in life is based on how we choose to react, and we slow down and breathe into the moment and be conscious of the environment that we're in, then guess what happens? We react to life differently. And in reacting to life differently, we get different results. You know, it's often that one of my favorite lines is, you know, so how's that working for you, so to speak? You know, if what you've done in the past isn't really working, maybe we need to figure out a different way of working it or a different response. So how do you stay motivated? How does this apply to motivation? Well, first, when we react out of that fear, out of that self-doubt, out of that insecurity, we often regret it later because that wasn't our highest and best self. So if you want to move into motivation, into success, into prosperity, what I'm going to encourage you to do is do the, you know, the, the five, four, three, two, one. Before you react, just five, four, three, two, one in your, th in your mind and then see what your reaction will be. I guarantee you, you'll have a different one. Now, the second rule to stay motivated is really to give more than you take. It's really that simple. Give more in the world of your time, your money, your talent, your resources than you consume or take. It creates such an abundance of experience connections and wealth, but never will it leave us empty. When you give, you first become aware of what you have. You have to sort of do this quick inventory. What can I give? And in giving, we sort of run through a mini gratitude lesson like, wow, I've got this and this and this and this, and I can give this and still have leftover. So that motivates us to continue to move and grow forward. But also in the act of giving, you open yourself up to receiving. You understand that it is a cycle and a circle. And guess what? You'll never come up short. You can never give away more than you receive. And in giving, you see the impact you make on the world. And it makes you want to go out and find more to give. Now, one of my big whys is to have the resources necessary to be of service to others when called upon. Now, that takes shape in a variety of different ways. But what it really does is I start to gather resources. I start to look for opportunities financially, connecting to people, time, talent, whatever it is. I start to pull these things to me so that when I'm called upon to give, I have it. And that becomes a motivating factor of its own. Another great thing is then is to under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, I, I grew up in a very Midwestern kind of rural community. And you built your reputation act by act, decision by decision, everything you did. And so if you gave your word, that was, that was your legacy. That was your family. That was everything that you had spent generations creating was that word that you gave away. So you gave it away, not sparingly, but you gave it away cautiously. What could I truly deliver? What could I truly give? And then you approached it saying, well, if this is the baseline, how can I exceed and go over that and be more than that? Because in being more than that, I grow my legacy. I grow my reputation. I grow my image and my leadership and my influence. So when you under-promise and over-deliver, you become motivated 
to grow into your higher self, your better self, your perfect self, so to speak. And so most of us, you know, we tend to think small, play small, and give small. And pretty soon we start to see people pulling back because they know that there's more in us. But if we're not willing to give it, they're not, you know, really going to stick around to see when we wake up. But when you under-promise and over-deliver, you get that gratitude, you get that praise, you get that acknowledgement, and that's a motivator. So the number four thing is we aren't rich enough to buy cheap things. Um, so we aren't rich enough to buy cheap things really is sort of an old saying that I think my mother probably tossed at me one time because, you know, she had rules. When you buy cheap it breaks, becomes discouraging, becomes frustrating. You took all this time, energy, money, resources to buy it, and then you decided to play it cheap, play it small, play it impractical. And guess what? You have to replace it two, three, four, five times. And that begins to draw on you. That begins to you know, pull at you and drag you down. And so we are not rich enough to buy cheap things it means that if you're going to invest in something, invest in quality. Now, I didn't say most expensive. I said invest in the quality, the quality of time, the quality of friendships, the quality of resources, because what you'll get back is far more lasting and far more beneficial, and it will take you further, longer, faster. Instead of spending all this time, and I've done it, I've so done, I, I get so frustrated when I see somebody trying to take the cheap only to have to recycle, restart, and waste time because the cheap didn't work. It wasn't the solution they were seeking. Another really basic rule, maybe number five, is keep it simple, stupid. And, and this is for me. I, I, I use the word stupid to me, not speaking to you, but, you know, that keep it simple, stupid. One of the most simple life lessons I learned, and that was really from, again, my father, um, is keep it simple, stupid, or he used to call it K-I-S-S, -S, KISS, principle. And what it meant was don't overcomplicate things. Don't overthink things. Don't overmanipulate things. If you take bread dough and you work it and you work it and you work it, it becomes really hard as rock and just not palatable, let alone digest. And so the same idea of keeping things simple, you can look at something whether it's a life goal to lose weight, gain an income, add more clients to your business, whatever it is. And for me, for example, I do a Facebook Live every morning at 8 a.m. When I began, the idea of having to do now well over 200, 300 of them seemed really overwhelming. And I went back to that basic principle. I was like, keep it simple, stupid. What do you got to do? You got to hit start and record one post. Good job. Now let's try it again. Start, record, post. And over time, just doing the basic, the necessity, the simple, I began to build momentum and build success. And in that momentum and in that success, I was able to tweak it and modify it and grow and learn and do more, which made me want to do them more often so I could learn more and get better. Because in that getting better, I was getting better, better. And that grew me into it. So when I look at something, and it may be a very big project that I'm working on with a client, I try and bring myself back to, okay, what's simple? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What is the next thing I need to learn, do, 
or understand to move one step away from where I'm at now. And then the next, and the next, and the next. And that motivates me to stay engaged in the product. Um, the golden rule. We all understand the golden rule. I mean, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That, I mean, I don't know how many times we are told that as kids. And I never get tired of this positive way to look at every interaction I have, whether it's with my family or coworkers or clients. I put their interests first. It's not about what you can get from others, but what you can give to them that makes you a pleasant person to deal with. And people come back to you over and over, and they want to reciprocate that feeling of putting you first. And so the fact that the golden rule is still quintessential in business has escaped so many people because they look at something like, well, this is a great opportunity for me. Well, you know what? It's only going to be a great opportunity for you if you take the time to connect with the other person, the other side of the transaction and find out what their needs, wants, and desires are and service them because they will come back over and over and over again and then they'll tell their friends and their family and they become evangelists and raving fans for you. But when you focus on what can I get or you know what, what do I need first, it, it never works out in the end. It may work out in the short term and we've seen many businesses built and fail and wonder why. It's because they didn't understand that golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How do you want to be treated? And when you go to the coffee shop in the morning and you order your, your double latte, espresso, cinnamon, mochaccino, whatever, do you take a moment and pause and look at the person and thank them and become gracious and kind? Or do you just breeze past on your way to get what you needed to get on with your life? Because somebody will reciprocate that to you and it can really knock the wind out of your sail. So remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The other rule is keep moving, keep playing, and keep dreaming. I consistently refer to these words when I'm talking to my clients. It's like, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. We've all just probably finished the holiday season, and you remember that Frosty the Snowman, that keep one foot in front of the other. I'm not going to sing it for you because that will definitely tune out. But that idea that if we keep moving, if we keep playing the game, and if we keep dreaming, we will win in the end. It's the people who stop, who give up, who, who come up short and accept that as the end point. I can't tell you how many times I've had to tell myself, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving, stay in the game, stay in the game, stay in the game, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen, only to find in the next breath it all happens. You know, Napoleon Hill talks about that three feet short of gold kind of, gold kind of thing. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep playing the game. You've got to keep dreaming. That's what motivates us. That's what engages us in our dreams and in our life and in our success. Keep moving into it. There's, you know, one of the exercises I sometimes have coaching clients uh, do when they come to me and they're all gloomy and gussy and depressed and, oh, it's not working out. I thought I could be done with this by now or I'd be more successful or I'd be a double gold platinum star winner or whatever it is they're trying to achieve. And they come in that gloomy gust, you know, not moving, stuck in the mud, as I like to say. As I, I tell them, get up and skip. Just give me three minutes of skipping across the room. 
Because what it is, it's really hard to be sad and skip. I mean, it, that momentum and the motion moves us out of our current position physically, but out of our current position mentally. And so that idea of keep moving, keep playing, keep dreaming, it's not only in the, in the, in the intellectual side, it's not only in your thoughts, in the, but it's also in physical. Get out, get moving, get into your dreams in some physical way. A, a big motivator is to work to live. Don't live to work. And I can easily work just for the sake of working. I often get criticized for the fact that it seems like I'm always working. People say, when do you start work? When do you end work? You seem like you're always working. Well, I love what I get to do. I love being able to connect and coach and counsel people on businesses. I love business. If somebody sits down to me and starts talking business, every fiber of me wants to be engaged. And so I don't work to live, but live to work because I'm working within my passion. I'm working within my purpose. I'm working within my big why. I can always find something more to do because in doing something more, I learn more. And when I learn more, I have more opportunities. And when I have more opportunities, I can be of service to others at a higher level. I can connect better. I can do more. I can give more. And so this idea for me of don't live, that, I, I, that my work is my life may sound really, really small and very shallow, but my work is my life because I'm working my passion. I'm working my dreams. I'm working to fulfill who I am and who I was called into being. If you show up every Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, just punching the clock and going to work so that you can pay the bills, get the car, you know, go out to dinner and maybe watch a movie once a month, man, that can't be motivating. It's time to quit the job and take the risk. Another rule is do it right or don't do it. Ah, I tell you, when we go at something, and I call it winging it and flinging it, when we just throw something against the wall and think it's good enough, and then we get called out on it or we take a moment and reflect and know that's not our best effort, man, that knocks the wind out of my sail. So if you're going to step up and do it, do it right. But don't step up if you're only going to step up to do it because that's never going to happen. You're going to find in the long run that you stop stepping up because there's no results. There's no feedback. There's no energy exchange because you're just going at the motion. You're not going into motion. One of my favorite that I added to the list, and you know, I, I guess when you, you think about it, is that flowers are a stronger currency than money. Flowers are an intentional act. We all have to go out of our way to go to the florist, to go to the, the flower shop or the, the supermarket or whatever it is. And when you approach somebody with that, that intentional act, whether it's flowers or chocolates or a favorite book or just a moment where you stopped and said, I was thinking of you, you build greater influence. You build greater capital in that relationship. You know, you can't buy relationships no matter how much money you have. But you can always gain a relationship or a friendship by just taking a moment and saying, hey, I wanted to do something different for you that recognized you. And so that idea of flowers are a stronger currency than money. Whether, you know, it's personal or professional, 
the idea of monetary gifts sometimes gets lost because we do it to impress as opposed to do it to connect. You know, I, my kids, for a long time, my spouse struggled what to get me for Christmas because I'm a very practical gift getter and giver. Sorry for those who receive gifts from me. And often, if I want something, I'll just, you know, go online, buy it, and have it shipped because it's just, you know, it's just the way I process. So Christmas has always been a challenge. And a few years ago, they discovered the magic gift, the perfect gift, the gift that knocks me to my knees and makes me weep, and it only has to be one under the tree, is they will create a photo book of what the year has been like. And so... Every year I get a new photo book and it reflects on our lives and our dreams and the adventures that we've had. And there's, you know, colored pictures and written words and photos. And that to me, that's a million dollar gift. They couldn't buy that with all the money in the world because what it says is we shared an experience and they knew that experience was important to me and they pressed it between pages so I would never, ever lose it. And so start, you know, that attract more flies with honey than vinegar approach. Take time because when you're able to connect with somebody in that way and you see their energy shift and you see their face light up and they get that warm, tingly glow all over them, man, that draws you out of where you're at and into where you could be with them. And it really becomes a great motivator. A great motivator tool is to also remember to learn to enjoy the discomfort of change. So often we want change to occur, but we don't want any pain in the process. Well, it doesn't work that way, my friend. I don't know where in nature the change occurs without pain and growth and shift. And so if you learn to embrace the pain and the change and the discomfort, then guess what? You know on the other side of all of this ugh, is something great. You know, it's the seed breaking through the ground to become the flower. Those three things have to happen. It has to have its moment of, door, of rest where it gathers up its energy and gathers up its thoughts and gathers up its vision. And then it begins to push and fight and struggle and, and, and hunt its way to the surface. And then it begins to break through the surface and it's, you know, it's gentle and tender and and vulnerable, but it keeps on moving, it keeps on moving, it keeps on staying in the game, and it keeps on dreaming, and then boom, it bursts forth in full glory. Well, none of that is impossible without the pain of change, that breaking of the shell. So embrace the change, embrace the discomfort, because on the other side of that, man, it's a wonderful full life. And then finally, really, is this idea of Think, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, I always like to ask myself, what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? So often I may go into a task or into a project or into something, and I have one set of vision. I'm, I can become very blinded, and I can be thinking, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. And all of the obstacles and all of the people and all of the things that seem to distract me from that can become overwhelming, and it can become really discouraging discouraging and I can begin to lose motivation and I have to ask myself okay what is it I want to accomplish here what is the end game where do I want to end up okay so for me to have that I need to go through all of this 
For me to get from the bottom, the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain, I've got to be willing to navigate the course. And it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be pleasant. It's not going to be the way I want. But if I want to have what I want to have, I've got to remember what is it I want to accomplish in the moments when I'm most discouraged, most depressed, lacking the motivation. And that pulls me back into it. As I said, my big why is to have the resources to be of service to people when called upon. And there have been many times in my business where I doubted what would happen next. I looked at the bank book. I looked at the client list. I looked at what I was doing. And I'm thinking, none of this is working. I'm ready to give up. I can't make this happen. And then I think back to, wait a minute. Why are you doing this? What is it you want to accomplish? And I think of foster care kids that I've worked and serviced and provided for in my history. And I think, wow. If I hadn't continued to stay in motion, play a little bit longer, dream a little bit bigger, maybe that wouldn't have happened. And so it gets me back in the game. It gets me motivated to remember why or what I want to accomplish. So, you know, as you go through your day, as you start to find yourself lacking some motivation, and we all do, nobody runs 100% all of the time. I want you to sort of think of some of these rules. You know, life is 10% what happens to you, 90% of how you react. Give more than you take. Under-promise and over-deliver. Don't buy cheap because you're not rich enough type of thing. Keep it simple. You know, obey the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Keep moving. Keep playing. Keep dreaming. Understand that you could be three feet short of gold. 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 I don't know why that word's come tumbling me. You could be three feet short of gold. Thank you, everybody. And uh, if you stopped moving, if you stopped playing, if you stopped dreaming, you'd miss that. You know, work to live, don't live to work. Do it right or don't do it. Learn to enjoy the discomfort. I did a, uh, a blog the other day, and you can check that out at ericgreed.com. And I said, embrace the S. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. And everybody was a little offended for a minute until I said it was suck. Sometimes we have to learn to embrace the suck, the discomfort, the unnecessary, the, the pain. Because when we, when we embrace the pain, we're able to see the opportunity for change. So learn to enjoy the discomfort because it brings about the change. And then we always, always go back to asking yourself, what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? Because in doing that, it will always bring you back to motivation. Now, what do I mean by motivation? I want to make sure that we have that word clear. And I should have maybe done this up front. I'm not talking skipping happy rainbows and dancing unicorns with cotton candy tails. I'm just talking staying in the game one more day, one more play, one more moment. Because I know if you do that consistently, long enough, guess what? You win. And you win big. You get to live your life of success. I know this from personal experience. I'm sitting in a house at the other end of the world looking out over the beach in a country that I never knew existed. And it didn't happen because I stepped out early. It happened because I, I just stayed motivated just a little bit longer than everybody else around me. And so that's all you got to do. Final rule. Look around and say, who's giving up next? Not me. 
Because when you're the last man standing, you're the one that's seen and rewarded for it. So thank you for joining me today on Success Coaching Radio. It's always my pleasure to help and guide and, and coach you. If you're thinking of opening a coaching relationship and you want to make your new year different and you want to begin to change your life, let's talk. Let's see if I might be the coach that can help you get that done. If you've never had a coach, then definitely consider it. I'm, I'm not the, 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 the cuddly couch coach kind of thing. You know, bring your warm blanket and your teddy bear and tell me about your your experiences. I'm, I'm going to caution you ahead of time. I'm the guy that gets you back in the game and shows you how to strategize to win it so that you can begin to develop the tools and talents that you need to stay in success. So I, I look forward to that opportunity. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out Facebook and share this and invite others to join us each week here on Friday. And until then, I want you to go out and live your life with success. Thank you again for joining me. And again, my name is Eric Reed and I'm your success coach and I look forward to connecting with you. Bye-bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.